Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. And welcome back to Max Storm Coaching. We have a very, very special guest named Eric Maybe. He is a practitioner in the Palm Harbor, Florida area. I have known him for probably about, what, 20 years now, eh? Just about that. Um, <clears throat> yep. We met 20 years ago in an AFA certification and uh, we have been besties ever since. One of the things that I love most about Eric is not only his knowledge and ability to be so successful in this industry, but also that he sends me lots of referrals. And I love him for that. <laughs> One of the things that I want to share today with in regards to, like, why are you listening to this podcast with Eric today, is I want to bring some of his expertise and knowledge of how he got to be so successful in this industry. He does his own his own facility and has kind of shifted and changed changed his facilities. And so we're going to um, get a piece of information from him regarding that and then kind of some tools and tips on how he got to be where he is today. So welcome, Eric. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's an honor. My very first one. Okay. Whoa, a newbie. We love newbies. Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to ask first is just so our listeners can get a little a connection with you, what would you say your niche is in this industry? So our niche is, um, which has been an interesting uh, journey to, to even carve that out through the years because it's so not sought after, but our niche is really holistic wellness. And so we have been able to integrate the holistic aspect that so many people will seek out seven different professionals for, and they can come to one location and get, you know, the mind, body, spirit, which sounds so cliche, but really, you know, we can dive in deep in any of those aspects and integrate them all into our clients' programs. So, so the niche is having a holistic wellness and fitness facility. Okay. And so that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So let me get more specific on your, your company is called Bodies by Design and you created that company how many years ago? So I, I wrote my first program in high school in 1996. Wow. And then, um, just literally out of just natural progression, uh, developed a little bit of a following. So by 12 months later at the age of 19, I had about 12 to 15 people. I was designing programs and, and writing nutrition plans for and all just done out of pure passion. And one of them just lit a spark that, you know, really inspired me to launch an, an official company. And so um, Bodies by Design will turn officially as a corporation 20 years in February. Um, so 22 years in practice, uh, 20 years as an organized company. 
So from my understanding, what holistic means, it's, it's sort of an integrated approach, if, if, i.e. wellness. But it sounds like 20 years ago, you were getting close to that holistic avenue doing physical training and nutrition. Now, compared to what you used to do 20 years ago, integrating nutrition and physical training, how is that different and more holistic today? So the basics, you know, if you can think of any 18-year-old gym rat, as I like to call myself, it was really just about dieting and exercising to create the best physique, which when you're 18, 19, and 20, and you have no physical ailments or issues or pain or pathologies of any kind, you can just pound away at your body and then you feel pretty okay doing so. And then I was in a severe car accident just a few years after that. And then I realized that everything that I knew about exercise <clears throat> or the things that I knew about exercise were a total disservice to the rehabilitation and, and rebuilding of my body now that I had suffered several spine injuries. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I thought I understood about exercise was failing me over and over and over again because it would continuously um, <clears throat> aggravate my injuries. It would, I would cause me to have many, many setbacks. And so I saw that my sort of, you know, again, this is all self-imposed comments, but my meathead gym rat mentality of diet and exercise was purely more of a blend of bodybuilding and sports training. And that was it. There was no concept of uh, proper progressions, you know, by the time most people reach adult adulthood, um, everyone's got something going on, whether it's an, you know, someone has fallen off their bike and broken their elbow when they were seven years old, or they, you know, had a surgery or, you know, I mean, there's always something that goes on and my limited scope of exercise could not address anything other than a, you know, perfect balanced body. And so, We've had to expand how our holistic power programs work from just lifting weights to actually making it fit every single person that walks in here, the issues that they're dealing with, and how to properly assess and advance their programs without hurting them. And back in the day, it was just go at it and lift weights and hopefully you don't get someone hurt. And so I'm going to not put words in your mouth, but I'm going to... I'm going to assume that when you talk about holistic, that now this point, present moment in your business, you do nutrition, you do physical exercise, but you also incorporate another really important piece to your coaching aspect. And could you expand on that? Yes, that is the, at this point in my career, that is the most fulfilling part of what I do. And that is the spiritual slash life coaching. And, you know, you always verbalize it in the way that speaks to the audience because a lot of Western-minded people get turned off by the word spirituality, so we call it life coaching. And then people that seek us out for, you know, they know that they're out of balance. They know that they aren't sleeping well and they're stressed out of their mind and, and they are looking for something deeper, then we can, you know, we use context like spirituality. Um, it's all the same. It's just how we how we you know, categorize it for each person walking in. And that has been the most fulfilling part of my career because we have seen, you know, especially in Hollywood, like Heath Ledger or Robin Williams who have created everything in the physical plane that they could ever desire. And they're still unhappy. Mm. And so that 
you know, and again, it's cliche, you know, happiness comes from within, but how, yes, people have heard that, but how many people live and experience that and being able to have people self-actualize or have people find joy in a life that they were just literally going through the paces and they hated their job and they were stressed out at home and they were worried about money and all these other things and have them like wake up and take responsibility and personal power back and start expanding and living their life from the inside out rather than chasing things externally to make them feel good. And so I know a lot of us, including myself and a lot of the listeners experience this. So I'm going to ask you, um, because you have experienced many years in the industry with people, and what do you do when you have a client that you know needs this um, yeah. inner coaching, whether it's spiritual, whether it's life coaching, no need that, but don't seek you for it yep. and seek you just for the physical. How yep. do you make that uh, rainbow bridge into uh, that next beautiful. sector? So that is, that is one of the areas of, again, it's always a practice. You know, there's never, it's not like this is what they come in with. This is what I say. And then they, they sign up. It's not like that. So I listen during our initial consultation phase, I'm listening for how they tick, what makes them operate, where their point of reference is so that I can speak to them because experiences I've had in the past is that I would speak over them or, just I, I would I would miss them, and I wasn't speaking their language. And it actually happened to me. I, I did this a couple of weeks ago. I had two teenage girls, and their mom had come in for consultation. And in reflection, I spoke way over. Mm-hmm. I spoke way over where they were. You know, my intention was to be inspirational and passionate about helping them have self worth when all they wanted to be was like the <laughs> Kardashians. <laughs> And they were putting so much into their superficial looks that, that one of them actually had an eating disorder mm. because it was so important for her to look a certain way. And um, so to answer the question directly is, is being able to speak directly to them and, and language it in such a way that they can see the value. No one ever seeks me. I mean, few people see, you know, people come to us because they're in pain. No one, you know, it's rare that they actually seek us out specifically for life coaching. And so through their intake, I can see the imbalances in their stress and in their sleep primarily. And then from there, I identify that these imbalances and stress and sleep have created some of the issues that they're having. And that learning how to process and manage stress effectively is going to help them achieve the results. And that's a general way that I can speak to most Americans in a way that helps them not be turned off because everyone knows that they can manage stress better. And I do it in such a way that it's not like there's anything wrong. It's just, here's where the imbalances are. This is what we can do to help you manage stress more appropriately. And that seems to be palatable for a lot of the people that we work with. And then from there they see like, okay, yes, these are my goals. This is what he says I need to do. So yes, I definitely need to work on stress, which is going to help me sleep, which is going to help me recover, which is going to, you know, and the whole cycle continues. So a a question has been in the past um, that I've had, and and I'll ask you, at what point did you feel comfortable inside of yourself that you could do this kind of coaching? 
So I had, again, just like my car accident, taught me about the physical aspects of, of the, the, the body structure and proper testing and progressions. So to the spiritual emotional piece of it, I had my own sort of personal collapse in 2004, 2005, and I had my own awakening and my own processes. And so my whole career has been an has been an authentic journey of literally just sharing what I've learned in my life with other people. And so is it fair to say that, because I know when a student asked me this, uh, when I was talking about that, that intuitive nature of coaching someone on a different plane and different level and going beyond the, the, the physical nature and really diving deep into the mental emotional, would you, is it fair to say that it's really not something that you, it can be taught? It's really a process of unfolding yourself and experiencing it. So then once, once you have gone through those processes, that it allows you to just open your heart to then sharing that same process with others. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I could not have read what I did in a book because it's an, it's, it's literally an organic sharing of my own experience. That's all it is. It's just like someone who, you know, someone who battles cancer or beats cancer or whatever it is they do. Well, now they have lived through this experience. So people that are dealing with the same type of cancer or, you know, whatever it is that they're dealing with, they now have lived, breathed and manifested the result that so many people behind them are looking to achieve and they can be, uh, they, they, they can stand in their own two feet with the experience and the wisdom to share their story. And it's literally all I do just in a coaching business format. Yeah. And it really, it it really plays respect to the law of attraction. Wouldn't you agree that Mm. it's like we always end up resonating or people tend to pull towards us that are basically mirrors of us to some degree in our past life that we can share that authentic experience and they've come to us. They've come into our lives for that pieces of information. So we can always assure that whoever comes into our life for coaching, we know that they're there for that reason. Um, I truly believe and trust that and I'm super grateful for it as well. Now, absolutely. to get that and share that experience a little bit about who you are, let's let's get back to the the process of you becoming successful in, in the nature of your business. And so you started out very young and you had a clientele and it grew, you incorporated. At what point did you feel like you needed a facility? So Pretty quick. Within the first year of making it a business, um, within <clears throat> so I incorporated in February of 1999, and by August I had my own facility because within six months, tri- driving around to people's, I, I literally bought mm-hmm. a Swiss ball and a set of power blocks, and that was my business investment. I loaded it in the back of my SUV, and I went house to house to house to house. And, um, I just realized that it's, I'm limp, you know, all of this driving, I could be seeing clients. If I could stack these clients instead of driving, I could triple my business just by being put. And so within six months, I ended up subletting from an existing therapy facility Mm. and operated, which was again, a way to minimize my overhead, 
have an already established facility and just pay rent until I was big enough to have my own full-blown facility. Um, and that served me well for a long time because one of the keys to making money, it's not who makes the most money, it's who keeps the most money. Mm. And so because my overhead was so low that I could have expanded into my own facility probably within the first three years and chose not to because we were just killing it. Um, you know, we were making so much and we had expanded to five additional practitioners who none of them rent space. I do not rent space to anyone. Everyone goes through a development program, which takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months for someone to complete, um, before they can actually work with bodies by design as a practitioner. So, but the, the numbers just worked. Our space was good enough. Yeah. And so, so going back, you don't rent space to your practitioners. So you, you basically pay them a percentage. Is that how it works? Correct. Correct. And currently just to get perspective, you have a facility and how large is your facility? Right now we are at 1600 square feet. We just scaled down from 2300 square feet because the plaza that we're in got purchased. And so the owners moved us in to move a national tenant into our bigger spot. Okay. But it works great. We are in an 80 by 20 facility. So, and, and with that, that uh, square you footage, you are able to then have how many practitioners work in that facility with you? So we have at our peak times, which is after work and before work, we will have as many as four practitioners on the floor. And we also do small group fitness here as well. Mm-hmm. And as many as 12 to 14 clients all in one spot. And so the the revenue in that one hour could be as high as $700 to $1,000 just for that one hour time slot because of four practitioners and multiple clients, some one-on-one, some small group. And so the numbers get, you know, pretty big, pretty fast. So share, share some, you know, since you've, you've had your own facility for quite a while, share some pros and cons to having a facility, if you will. Okay. Um, so obviously you is, love it. You love this having is it. totally biased because it's worked for me. It it's, uh, as a, as a entrepreneurial minded person, I always want to drive my own ship. I want to be in control of my own destiny because the payoff is always 10 times better than the risk because I don't really feel the risk. So, so having your own space gives you the freedom to literally drive your own destiny. And so I can, I can literally navigate and evolve this thing. You know, over the last 20 years, our company has evolved continuously. If I look back at what we did five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, it's always transformational every several years because we're growing and evolving constantly. And my newest team member has been with me for 12 years. Wow. That's the newest person that works for us. And so when you have... 12 years and beyond all working in harmony together. It's just, you know, renting your own space. I just feel like you, you, it's a great way to start, but it limits you in terms of the upside. When you have your own space, a you're a little bit driven because you have to pay for that space. So it inspires you to hustle 
so to speak. Um, you know, downside, downside, downside. Um, I, I don't really see a downside. Um, I could say a downside could be overhead, but if you do it right, is this, is this um, interview video or is it all video? Like, okay. So like my facility, you know, yes, I've had to replace an air conditioner for four grand, but there's nothing really in here that breaks, you know? That's and true. So, so my overhead, yes, the rent can be high and expenses, but it's not like I'm running, you know, a, a 25,000 square foot gym where we have, you know, plumbing, you know, it's, it's very, very, very low maintenance. And my whole key has been to do the most with the least. And what would you say you with with the number of years your your people have been with you what would you say what have you done to keep people for that long evolve it's all about oh. evolution because my evolution leads their evolution and if we did the same stuff year in and year out and day in and day out we we we're not growing them and our value will start to decline because people get bored. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't hire, you know, and time will just catch up. If you're not growing, father time will catch up to you unless you're improving. And so my own evolution is absolutely what keeps my clients around because we might have, have, have really been working on food for the first several years, but now we're working on say Qigong or meditation or expanding them with their mindset of philanthropy or, or whatever it might be is that my growth will lead to their growth. And so what, what would you say if you, if we look globally at the fitness industry in the course yeah. of time that you have been in it, yeah. What would you say, how, what have you seen that, how has the fitness industry evolved in your opinion? That's a really great question. <clears throat> I'm not sure because I, I tend to be in our little check practitioner bubble um, that when I, when I do see national or even global trade magazines, <clears throat> sadly, it seems like just more of the same with a different coat of paint on it. Yep. It's still the sparkling things and the sparkling that, I mean, do you really need, and I mean, there's no, I hope I'm not going to offend anyone in saying, do you really need a $2,500 Pentaton bicycle to go ride a bike? Right. <laughs> I mean, just go ride a bike, <laughs> you know, or I mean, again, maybe you know, everyone's inspired by different things and there's no judgment in that. It's just, you know, for me and what I do, my goal is I, I literally have had basically the same equipment for 20 years and I don't do any, you know, but what I do with it and how I learn how to keep my body healthy, balanced and improving has nothing to do with a 40,000 square foot state of the art facility. What does state of the art mean to the human body and the human health? I mean, does this, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. So I don't get really over impressed with these mega expensive fancy facilities. I just want to know what's the end result for people. Are people getting truly healthy, balanced? Are they sleeping better? Are they getting off their medications? You know, and, 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 and what is the rubber meeting the road result of, 
of people's journeys. Um, and that's what's important to me. So the industry as a whole, I don't see changing a ton. I love the holistic mindset of the population is absolutely evolving. Or it's just I'm attracting more of it because I'm evolving. Correct. And simply well said. What, but what would you like to see if there would be something that you would enjoy seeing change in the fitness industry? Yes. What would it be? It would be the focus from outer wellness mm-hmm. to inner wellness. Yep. And yep. balance. It's, it's really all about balance. Everything comes down. I mean, raising my kids is always consciousness of balance. <clears throat> you know, not too much this and not too little that, but finding the balance and, and, and taking away the, the facade of, you know, you know, get ripped quick and all this other stuff that's so externally focused and bringing the focus to the center, which is not cool and sexy and doesn't sell a lot of ads, but it's what works. Absolutely. And I think that's the reason we gravitated towards the form of education that the Czech Institute provides. That is, is the main reason because that is their focus and that's where they go. Um, So your, your physical gym is very successful. You've got practitioners that work under you, which makes you successful. Is there another Avenue that you offer in your gym that also forms a bit of success for you without telling you what it is? (laughs) Does it have anything to do with this? Oh, I think so. Okay. So we have a very, 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 very small pro shop. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it's everything is, it's either organic nuts and seeds. We have organic protein bars. We have grass-fed beef jerkies. We have, and whole food vitamins. You know, it's those little things. I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big pill person, but I do believe in supplementing things for the sake of either convenience. I mean, I travel a bit with my family and I'm not bringing a refrigerator with me everywhere. So I want and, and enjoy conveniences of health food and finding ways to make money without working is the number one goal of any business person Right on. is to not be a, you know, when in my, especially in my early years, if I didn't work, I didn't make money. Yep. And so growing the business to a have practitioners underneath me and B having residual income. I mean, our supplement store, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, people are here and they're already doing it, but we probably do 75,000 to 85,000 a year. And we're literally talking a tiny, tiny, small section of products. This is not a store. It's literally, we literally have three shelves. (laughs) We have three shelves. It makes an L and that's all the products we have, but we do probably 75 plus a year and it's just free money. Yeah, fantastic. We're not doing anything for it. So, um, and programs, we also do, we have certain programs that people follow. So they pay us for the packets and the information of programs. But the supplements is, you know, looking for ways to make residual income is always huge. Great. So we we did a podcast in the past and um, I'll ask you, would you ever consider in the future having a partner or a slash, how would you welcome an investor? Just out of curiosity. Oh, very interesting question. Um, I, you know, I get offers all the time, sell your business, you know, we'll buy your business, all that good stuff. And I called that one just to see, because I also have a real estate company, which is really the driving force behind my 
my my long-term financial plan. And if I caught a windfall of money for this facility, I could pay off a bunch of my debt and real estate and just never work again, even though I would, um, just not as many hours. And I, I inquired about this and they said the value, even though my business grosses, you know, we'll say 500 to 600,000 a year, um, their offer for my company was only three or $400,000, which is, you know, in businesses that I have, have been around, you know, I've started a couple businesses myself is that there, there's such a small value in the market. I'm like, wait a minute. So someone can get their return back on their money in the first six months to a year. I'm like, that seems insane. And that's just what the market demand was. So if I had gotten one and a half to 2 million, which is what I would go after, then I would consider doing it. Um, and then I would, you know, again, then I will have made all the money I need to, to have my investment properties pay my entire lifestyle forever. But, um, that's what I would need to do. So investors or partners are of really no interest at this point, um, unless they can windfall it to one and a half to $2 million. And then, but then they, they get to capture me and for virtually no salary and they can recoup all their money probably within a couple of years and everyone wins. Interesting. So let's share with everyone how you have achieved your clientele. Do you market? How do you market? I know you're a huge extrovert and you talk to anyone and everyone and I'm going to guess that's a big part of it, but Please share how you get a lot of your business. Okay. So for the first 18 years, we'll say, all word of mouth. Wow. All word of mouth. Every, every, and you know, through the years we have attempted all different, you know, again, you got to look at what was going on. The internet was barely around when I started. And so we did direct mail, we did door hangers, we did talks, we did events, we did booths. We, I mean, I have done it all. Um, and none of it works. <laughs> I'm so word glad I asked you this. <laughs> word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. Yeah. Um, however, thanks to the internet and everyone Googling everything and everything, we, um, did start a online campaign very gradually about four to five years ago. Um, if you Google personal trainer, Palm Harbor, we're number one, we come up organically on every search around that area. Um, and so recently, and I would say maybe the last two years we have gotten, um, a good bit of clients from the, from just Googling, um, 2017, cause we track all this 2017. What's interesting is that we got a lot of hits from Google, but they weren't, they weren't qualified clients. Meaning, so they were in, meaning that they didn't either, they weren't in the socioeconomic place to afford our services or they started and quit within a month or two. Mm. where all of the personal referrals and professional referrals, because that's another one, which I'll talk about. Um, they all stay on. They all have success. They stay on. They're, they're good because, you know, clients have to be qualified. They have to be able to want to pay you, schedule, you know, make room in their schedule for you. And the internet was not producing great quality clients. 
until this year. And now we're starting to see great quality clients come through via Google. Wow. So online has been interesting. This year is probably the best year we've ever had with the internet. Um, but then you have professional relationships. And I have had a couple through the years that were amazing. I refer, as you know, yeah. I am a referring machine. I will refer anyone to anyone that I feel can help them. I don't have alliances. I don't have loyalties. I have commitments to my clients getting what they need to get better. And that's it. That's the only thing I focus on. So, um, and I've had a couple of those people reciprocate very, 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 very nicely. And that is amazing too. When you have someone as passionate about you as you are about them and they speak it and they send people to you. Um, so I've had a couple professional referrals that have been amazing sources of new clients. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that is a very good part of creating business for yourself. How did you acquire those alliances from the beginning? Um, just people that I sought for my own, okay. uh, my, my own care. And then I love, again, everything just speaks from my own experience. I can't refer someone, you know, I don't think I ever referred anyone to you until I hired you. Yep. Yeah. And so same with my, my chef, um, you know, I hired him for two rounds of cooking for myself and my family when we had kids. And then next thing you know, I filled this whole book with clients. Um, but not until I could, through experience, share passionately about how this person can help them. And so on a personal side, you have two beautiful boys and you are married to a beautiful woman. And so with running a very busy business, um, six, seven days a week, what do you do to create balance in your own life? So, yes, that is something that I've had to rigorously be conscious of because it's easy, again, multiple businesses, two little boys, a wife, my own self, like I, you know, I need to take my own self. And so I have to rigorously and consciously keep creating space for all of it and then reassess and reevaluate. <clears throat> and it's constantly changing. You know, I've had the fortune to um, gain it all, lose it all, and then gain it all again in the real estate market, which is allowing me, I'm, I'm, you know, the ability to scale back um, hours. And so, you know, but when I was going through some financial hardships, I was working six days a week, sun up till sundown and beyond um, to, to, to establish that foothold financially for my family. Um, but always meditating, always decompressing. I mean, I meditate or decompress morning, midday and evening every day without you know, without compromise, because I need to be centered to be conscious enough to handle all of the moving puzzles in my life. Absolutely. And I know you're and reevaluating. You're a true vehicle of that. Uh, as I experienced that, um, you have, uh, uh, you represent somebody in the industry that is balanced and very holistic in nature. So, um, I give kudos to you for that, for being a representative in the industry. If, what would you, Eric, coming to the end, what would you like your legacy to be? Coming to the end of life as we know it. <clears throat> oh, Okay. My legacy. Oh, 
So my, my wife pokes at me a little bit, and this is really kind of perfect. She calls me rainbows and sunshine. Yep. Because every, you know, because I've, I, I have developed a organic optimism for life. Yep. And so, you know, on my, on my deathbed, I really want, you know, and again, she does it sarcastically, but also, you know, with a, with a term of endearment to me that always, you know, again, glass is half full. I make lemon out of lemonade or I make lemonade out of lemons and, and always being a person of the uplifting people's spirits and, and transforming their energy. And, you know, I love it. Like the greatest compliment when people, I had a guy that walked in today, he says, you know, man, I almost canceled. I just didn't want to get over here. My body hurts. My back's in pain. I'm pissed off. And he walks out of here. He's like, my God. He's like, I feel completely different than I did an hour ago. And thank you for that. And that is the world. That's the world. And so leaving the legacy that, to, to shine a light on people's lives um, through my own, just through my own self. And so have you always been like that your whole life or was there a process of education or meditation? How did you come to be like that? So it's a little bit of both. I would say externally, I've been like that my whole life, but authentically, not mm-hmm. until I went through my bottom and then my and then my own evolution upward, because you know it was always putting on a happy face, no matter how suffering I was inside. But understanding energy and how it works, that no matter how surface happy I was, until I was truly whole inside and outside, the effect could only be so limited if it was superficial. And so now understanding that. And the inner and outer are now connected that that my impact can can cover a greater area because the the vibration is higher than than it was prior in my life yeah, buddy, I always appreciate talking to you. You are an inspiration, and I love what you do. I love your focus on helping people because it's probably a lot of like myself and other people that are listening um, if if we had uh you have a website or something that we can go to to kind of look at you, you sure. and what you're all about. What would it yep. be? It's bodies, B O D I E S by design, fitness.com bodies by design, fitness.com. And, and it's this- a nice little representation. Um, I put a video on there just recently because the words don't express holistic nature. So there's a one minute interview of me just summarizing what we do. It's like a little commercial that's on the front page of the site. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, thanks for sharing all your expertise, information, wisdom with us today. Um, remember, listeners, maxstormcoaching.com. If you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like to share with us, well, we'd love to hear it. And to all you guys, have a great rest of your day. We'll look forward to seeing you or hearing you, Thank you next for time. listening to the Max Storm Business Coaching Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes.